Welcome to Scary Rape Podcast. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, do better than that. <laughs> Welcome to Scattering Podcast, episode 154. Greetings. How you doing? Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A little tired, but doing pretty good. Oh, yeah? Why are you tired? Why are you, why are you so busy? What's going on? What's going on over there? I got family. Things to do. People to see. All that good stuff. Oh, exciting. Right on. Yeah, definitely is. So uh, before I forget, I want to throw out our social medias. People can find us on Twitter at ScatterbrainPod and on Instagram at ScatterbrainPod SD as in San Diego. I would, Ian, like to also mention we're still charting in the top 100 on Good Pods. Actually, we have been in the top 25 of the Society and Culture podcast charts for a little while now. That's kind of cool. So I want to thank everyone that's listening and sharing and interacting with us there as well as everywhere else on all the platforms. And I know I can speak for you, Ian, and myself when I say we appreciate them for listening, taking their time. Very much so. Yes, indeed. Since I'm always asking people to share our podcast, if they enjoy what we're doing, I'm going to take a moment to share one of the podcasts I've been listening to and enjoying over the last few months. Uh, There is a podcast called Today We Laughed, dot, 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 and learned uh, with Deb and Chris. Is it a guy and a girl or two girls? Two two women. Yeah, two ladies. Or ladies, sorry. Yeah. Yes, ladies, sorry. And they're uh it's kind of a fun fun thing, man. They come up with uh interesting topics as to why people procrastinate. They'll talk about uh what have they talked about? Um why people, I think one of them was like why people cry. Like they just have like interesting random topics and then like a lot of banter and they laugh like crazy. So I don't know. They've been supportive of us and sharing our our podcast on social medias, and they've shouted us out a couple times on their podcast. So I've been meaning to do do the same for them. I thought I'd listened to that before. Yeah, okay, I know I know that podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty fun, dude. It's a pretty good one. I listened to it. Yeah, I, I totally spaced it. Sorry, I'm a little tired. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've listened to that before. It's really good. Duh. I feel stupid anyway. Yeah, thanks to them, definitely. I'm going to um, plug a podcast, though, that really doesn't need any plugging that I've been latching onto recently and listening to and backtracking, you know, back catalog and everything that I think it's kind of hilarious. So it's a fly on the wall and it's with, you know, two two stars. It's Dana Carvey and um, and uh, David Spade, which is a really weird kind of mix of two guys from Saturday Night Live. But then they have a guest on. They have like one of their Saturday Night Live buddies come on and all they really do is talk about Saturday Night Live. But I, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of fun. Called Fly on the Wall, yeah, Fly on the Wall. David Spade, yeah, those are like two of the the characters from that show that never were really especially my favorites, you know. But I, later in life, I'm appreciating their humor a lot more, especially David Spade. Yeah, it's kind of that sort of sarcastic humor, but in that like almost like I don't want to say dry, but someone with it a is. dry sense of humor would have would appreciate that it, it is it's, it's it's dry it's it's sarcastic but he's also like like self-effacing or like he, he puts himself down a lot you know like I, I don't know it's just kind of funny the way he does it sarcastic kind of little worm kind of thing and he plays that part 
we'll have to check it out. I'm always looking for something new to listen to. I mean, I have my few that I go through, you know, and I like to check out new ones all the time. There's lots of people talking about something. Wiser words have never been spoken. There's always someone talking about something. <laughs> yeah, including us. We get shut up. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday uh, I went to the mountains again. That was pretty cool. I got to get up there before all the snow melted. Got to try my new snowboard and my new bindings. Uh -huh. I was pretty stoked on that. Uh, you know, I have a, my oldest is a teenager and he's, one of those that needs to sleep a lot. So I woke his ass up at like five in the morning Ooh. to do my shit, which is to get Painful. up there. Ooh. He slept. He slept for the two and a half hours it took to get there. Damn. It was fine. Damn, you're a hardcore dad. Whew. Oh, man. I, I love Poor it, though. Guy. I want to instill the the enjoyment of, of, it, of it for him. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't like waking up early. I'm not a morning person. By I'm boot camping owl. his ass up at 5 a.m.? Okay. No, dude. Fucking, you're gonna fucking enjoy this. Hot no. Too hot, 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 hot. No. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Some I'm kidding. of my fondest, like I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge like morning person. I hate the morning. I like to sleep in. I like to sleep late or go to bed late. But you know, some of my memories of my youth and just enjoying and having so much fun was getting that call from a friend. This is, you know, of course, before you had phone, mobile phones, and before you had a. Uh, you know, weather.com and stuff, you know, that, that's times I'm referring to and just getting that call, you know, so and such and such got a foot of snow last night, come over and then go, being half asleep. All right, I'll be right there and charging out and having a blast. So uh, oh. I have a nostalgic part of it. Just I used to snowboard a lot, a lot, a lot and surprised how I could actually afford to snowboard as much as I did. But I guess that's what happens when you have money from a, uh, your student loans. <laughs> I guess so. My reaction to that would have been, are you fucking kidding? Fuck off. Click. And I'm going to guess that you haven't been to the snow in a while, huh? I have not. Do you know how to ski or snowboard? Yeah, no, I've skied before. I've never snowboarded, though. How were you? Skiing's, skiing? skiing's fun. Were you proficient? Were you like intermediate, beginner? Like you kind of can go? Like what level were you uh, at? I, 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 keep, I keep up with you. I'm fine. I'm not like a pro, obviously, but no, I'm fine. I know how to ski. Yeah, cool. I've been actually thinking about trying to pick it up. I've been snowboarding for a while, probably since I was like 17, 18. But I wouldn't want to be doing the, like, the diamond courses or some shit. Of course not, you know, but I'm good. Oh, you couldn't keep up then, bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Are you going to sunny? Are you going to like sunny bono it one of these days? No, no, no. I'm past those, that point in life, too. Okay. How did Dan die again? tree Ugh. no I, i'm kind of you know when I, when I was younger i used to do all the terrain parks and stuff like that and do the half pipe and not that i ever did anything crazy but i would do it and i would do jumps and stuff but then at some point the jumps just kept getting bigger and bigger and it's like i'm not gonna do a 40 foot tabletop you know and now being you know having much more responsibility and having it be a pain in my ass if i broke an arm or something or worse I just don't do that. So I like to ride, you know, all the really steep stuff and, and do all that. But you're not going to catch me doing tricks and flips and all that nonsense. So I guess kayaking on that four rivers out for uh, next month. Okay. 
I like kayaking. Kayaking's awesome. Whitewater rafting's awesome. That stuff's fun. Oh yeah, that was what I was kind of into for a while. It was uh, whitewater river rafting, big time. Wow, nice. Where'd you go? Where would you go? Uh, American River up by San Francisco. That's fucking great. Yeah, Kern River is pretty. I've I'd only been a few times, twice to be exact. I guess not a few, but twice. And yeah. uh, I went on Kern River both times. That's pretty good. Pretty fun. Yeah, what, what I went twice as well. American River. It was fucking great. Or was it just once? And it felt like a long time. It was cool though because it was it was uh you know you just you start day one you start and you get to a certain point and then everything's all set up for you. It was like one of those like like fully like decked out sort of things. That's awesome. And, and, and the camp and the tents, everything was ready for you. I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. And then the next morning, hut, hut, hut. They wake up nice and early, have full breakfast for you, ready to go, coffee. We And we were, I think the first time I was 18 or 17. And they had like huge fucking coolers full of every kind of beer you could think of. And me and my friend were just guzzling beers all fucking weekend, all three days. Like crazy. You don't even care. Don't fucking care. They charged everyone a twenty dollars surcharge. The Ian and friend tax. Dude, no, no, that that was all part of the whole thing. The food and everything was included, and I think it was three hundred and fifty bucks each for three days for all food and beer included. Bust your ass up there, bust you home. It was fucking great, dude, and it was fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I'd be a little more yeah. now, probably though, right? I mean, if they didn't oh, do it anymore. Yeah, that's like in the you know late eighties, dude. Yeah, it's going to be a lot more. That'd probably run you over a thousand. Yeah, that sounds pretty. Pretty nice, though, to just show up and do it and have everything taken care of. Yeah. And then on third day, on the third day, on the third day, you get to the end point, right? So we're always trying to, like, get to the next point. So that was, like, the goal every day. And then when we got to the last point, boom, the buses are there. And just they didn't fuck around. It was, like, the end of the day, boom, buses are there. Drive you home at night. We're home by midnight. It was fucking great, dude. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So they're pretty professional and they handled it well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really good. And what's key when you have a bus with a bathroom in it, it's fucking key. Nonstop bus ride, boom. Because it wasn't like a Greyhound or something. It was a chartered bus. So was it um was it Eurotrip also where they had the mixed goozy? They had the guy in the train, but did he also appear on a bus? Or am I thinking of a different movie where there was something funny like that? I don't think he appeared in a bus. He appeared at the at the aquarium as well. And he's oh you and he's oh oh poor little fishies and he like flicks his cigarette butts in the tank <laughs> and the guy's like you dick and he like dives in the tank and there were sharks in there or something weird it was pretty funny but no no it wasn't that movie okay I remember can't remember what it was but anyways what was it what was the scene uh excuse, excuse yeah, it was like me excuse me but it was something like that but someone weird on a bus I guess I don't know I don't remember then clearly because for some reason I thought it was the mixcuzy guy. You are not a robot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Was there a Euro trip too? I have no idea. I just, I love the fact in, in that we're getting sidetracked, but you know, whatever. Um, I love that part in the movie where they, they drink absinthe in that club. And then the, the two are like, the girl's like making out with some hot guy and the, the guy's making out with some hot girl, you know? And then like all the friends are like standing with their like mouths hanging open. And then they're like, like totally into a French kissing, like grinding practically. And then they like open their eyes and it's like they're on ecstasy or something and absinthe. And uh, they realize that the brother and sister are like totally making out with each other. Like, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting. And then, and then they like wake up on the steps of some building or whatever. And they're like in Poland where like you can buy like a house a huge house for like five dollars it's fucking ridiculous it's like wow that absinthe is fucking weird man <sighs> it's not that it's a myth absinthe it's a myth. yeah i've had absinthe before but not uh not in europe so i don't know if it was the real thing um 
pretty similar. I think you can get it shipped here. I mean, like when if you go to like a a place and get it in a cocktail or something, are they using the type with wormwood or is it like faux absinthe? The kind, oh yeah, you can get that. Well, I don't know if you can get that anywhere, but um, Ed had some shipped here from, I think it was from England and it had wormwood in it. Yep. Took a while to get here, but it was like a hundred bucks. Doesn't sound so bad. It does kind of give you, I only did a few shots of it, but it did make me feel a little weird. Not bad weird. Just, it was kind of, it was different. It's definitely different. Hmm, interesting. So I wasn't hallucinating or something, you know. Who are some famous people that drink absinthe? Van Gogh probably, right? Uh, Oliver Twist. Who else? Um, Mark Twain. Um, probably, probably uh, Raven Guy. Edgar Allan Poe. I bet he drank a lot of that shit. I see here. Uh, Betcha. Oscar Wilde. I don't know if Van Gogh drank. Did Van Gogh drink? Oh, yeah. He yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Come on, man. He was cutting his ear off. Well, that has that's more of the insanity part. Drinking doesn't help it, but um, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> or women, you know. Anyway, yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We are reviewing the new Judiciary album that came out on March tenth, called Flesh Plus Blood. I was gonna ask you: Is it Flesh and Blood or Flesh Plus Blood? Because it does have the plus sign. It's flesh plus blood. I heard one of the band members talking about it, and he said it that way. So that's that what it would is. that would be what it is. Yeah. So this is uh ten tracks, thirty two minutes, twenty five seconds. Again, perfect track length. Perfect, perfect length. Yep, exactly. Judiciary is from Texas, Lubbock, Texas. In fact, just one of the many, many, many killer metal bands from Texas. I mean, aside from Pantera. A DRI, Power Trip, Steel Bearing Hand, yep. Creeping Death, Hellstar. I know you like Hellstar. And our friends so of the podcast, Cryptic Mutation. Yeah. And that's just a few, man. I mean, there's tons of metal. Tons of metal there. Good metal. Now, isn't Iron Iron Reagan feels like they're part of that whole group of people, but I think they're from Virginia. Or I think Texas, too. Uh, I think it's Virginia. I can't remember. I was going to oh. say, I was thinking that. Oh, and Mammoth Grinders from Texas too. I love Mammoth Grinder. They're kind of an offshoot of Power Trip. It's a drummer's band. Ah, okay. Yeah, they're awesome. But this is their well, this is their officially their their second full length album. Um, they put out the Axis of Equality in 2016 as a single, but it's like four or five songs, decent songs too. Then they had Surface Noise in 2019, which is an awesome album. I still listen to that. Yeah, this day. that album is fucking badass. And uh, then they did a split in 2017 um, with Mortality uh, mortality Rate. Yeah, Mortality Rate. And then this is their brand new one. Took about four years, right? I'm sure the pandemic slowed things down a little bit, but they're not exactly long songs. Yeah, who knows, man? I'll be doing something different. Maybe they're just playing a lot of shows. Who knows? Who knows? This is a five-piece. Uh-huh. Uh, they've got Urel Ramirez on bass, Austin Scott Looney on drums, Israel Garza on guitars. He's also in Gatekeeper as well. Um, oh, Kyle Kaplan on guitars. Huh. And Jake Collinson on vocals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been I've been kind of highly anticipating this album for a couple of years now, actually. Wow, really? Yeah, I know you like their first one. 
yeah, I love this band. This is a great band. Um, this doesn't quite live up to a uh, surface noise from 2019. Um, it's not bad. It's just, it's not, it's not quite, they sound like the same band, but this is just more polished kind of almost uh, a couple of the songs sound a little radio-y in a way, which uh, isn't really a turnoff because they're decent songs, but this certainly isn't surface noise. I'm, I'm not going to say they took a step down because I enjoyed this album, but it's not quite like, uh, it's not entirely living up to my expectations but I've been listening to it like crazy for the last month. So there's something about it I like. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to it. I mean, these guys are like the pretty much the... I always say thrash is crossover. But if you were to say that crossover officially would be thrash combined with like hardcore, this is that. I Yeah, they're kind of referred to as hardcore, but... Same as power. You hear trip. it though. Well, so you hear Once that power hear trip is referred. To, yeah, yeah. Power trip is referred to as hardcore too. But to me, they sound like thrash because you know, like metal and punk is hardcore. Yeah. It is. It is thrash. thrash. Yeah, thrash. which is crossover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I agree. I think though sometimes uh, hardcore connotes a different type of vocal style, and you even hear that vocal style, like you said in power trip, you hear it in enforced as well. Which Screamer. is scream your yeah, guts out. Yeah. Scream your guts out. Yeah. Thrash, you can have more variation in there. Sometimes it can be more not like gutturals, you know, but like it can be a little more in a lower timber. And then you can have the stuff that you like, the blitz kind of stuff, you know. You don't really hear uh blitz in what would be called hardcore, you know what I mean? Or this. This is my kind of vocalist too, this guy. Or power trip. Yeah. Dude, anyone who's a screamer type, yeah, I love that shit, dude. Yeah, actually, one of my favorite parts about this album are the vocals. Fuck yeah. And I also, what I liked is they did like a little tasteful use of like the sub bass. You know what I mean by sub bass? Yep. Uh, they didn't do it too much because I think when bands start to do that, it just sounds like, I don't know, it just gets kind of tiresome. Just like too many squeals would be, would get, gets old after a while, you know? Well, these guys and these guys do. I've noticed they've incorporated a lot more of that fucking old metal sort of squeal in a lot of these songs on this album. I've noticed it. And my favorite song on the album actually has squeals all through it, but it sounds so fucking rad. And I, I listened to it again today because I hadn't listened to it in a few days. But um, that song is so killer, dude. I was just like, okay, holy shit. Yeah, I guess I didn't really realize at the end of the album that that gem was there because I've been listening to the album all the way through. But I think ha about halfway through, Maybe I start doing something else or I'm driving or something happens and it's on. I'm listening, but I'm not really listen, listening. And today I really like intently listened to the second half of the album. And that last song, the second to last song is so fucking good. That's my favorite yeah. song on the album. Obsidian. Yes. Yeah. I like that track. That's one of my favorites. Dude, that song is rad. And the, I like the transition. You know, they have like, there's like a part where it's like pretty slow. Yeah. And then they do a change. It picks it up fast and then it changes to like this, like, almost like a groovy drum part near the last quarter of it or so. And it goes back to the main. I don't know. It's just kind of a cool layout and different things that they do. They do have good changes on that track. I do so, like that one. Yeah. Uh, the standout thing for me on this album, as same as the last album in, in a lot of ways, last one was a little more complete for me, but the drummer dude, this drummer is so fucking good. I He is so fucking good. The, the guitars will be cr cranking out something fast like chugging along fast and he'll come in with this like quarter beat to this really fast riff but the double bass is just flailing 
So it'll be like, you know what I mean? So he's doing this really slow tempo to a really fast guitar riff, but the bass drums are just fucking grinding away really fast. So he did nowhere on this album are you going to hear like the super speed metal kind of stuff, like the the back and forth drummers, like you know what I mean? It's all metered out. Everything is thought out perfectly. He follows the guitar riffs. Like, I bet he plays guitar, dude. Maybe he's really good. Let's see what other bands that the drummer was in. So the drummer once again is Austin Scott Looney. I don't I'm just know saying, I'm just it. saying personally, I bet he plays guitar as well. Oh, I see. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way things really come together. I mean, even uh, Chris from Cryptic Mutation Vocalist, he plays guitar. Right. And I think like when you have people contributing and playing different stuff around because you know how i mean you and i have come up with things just from playing it and like oh we like that and we play it again right i mean there was one without getting too into the whole band thing where uh i think i said to you one time like i've been listening to this date recording and we had come up with something that we made up but i had listened to it so much that i remembered it and you were like oh. yeah i've been listening to that too and so we played it it's been since that time the original thing I don't think I've listened to that since that was back in 2009, dude. That wow. was a, that was July. I think it was July. I remember because the name of the song in my head was the name of the date that we recorded. I think it was 71409. I think 714. And I remember we went to Flagstaff to stay at that condo, you know, the whole golfing experience. For me. <laughs> anyway, and, and that That's song was, do you remember what episode that is? Cause if anyone hasn't heard that story, they really should. Oh, it's, it's on the, uh, it's on the skits volume one episode. Yeah. That's way back at the end of 2001, I think, or 2021. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, so it was, it was fresh when we went to Flagstaff. And so I was listening to it up there a lot as well. And, and I enjoyed it. Something about it was really good, but ever since then, I haven't listened to it. Have you? No, I haven't. I was just now we play now we play it whenever we, we play it. We play that song. So I gotta go back 14 years, you know, 14 years later now. I gotta find it now and, and listen to it and see why why I liked it or why we liked it so much. Cause I bet now it might sound just completely terrible and crude, you know. But back then, you know, we, we just we just started jamming together. So yeah, it was fun. Right. Yep. That's how things come up. So to bring it back to this guy, these guys, like maybe he does play guitar as well. And that's why it comes together and he's able to make it fit in that way that you describe well and he's a solid drummer he's like he sticks to the patterns he sticks to the way the song is written and i know that because you know watching that live thing on youtube it was so good dude the thing they did at the beginning of the year and i was just watching him play and i'm just like damn he's playing everything perfect and he plays strong it's not like he's like faking it as he goes like i, I fake it sometimes you know it's like just kind of flail your arms hope you hit the right things you know because you're tired or whatever they get to make it yeah, exactly. Well, he's playing everything strong and intentional. It's like he's always two steps ahead in the song. He knows exactly what's going on. And and he does this on this album, too. He's really fucking tight. He's a tight drummer. That, that's about the highlight for me, actually. The vocals and the drums. Yeah, I think the vocals were really, I liked quite a bit. And this has heavy riffs, though, man. I mean, there's yeah. some great riffs on here. The guitar. And uh, it's fun. I mean, I like the formula. Three, four minute songs. You get in, get out. It's not like super technical kind of follows the thing, but they do some cool little tricks like in just in moderation. I mean, they do do there's there's like certain parts. There's another track, uh, track three engulfed where yeah. they kind of 
do yeah. a lot of squeals as part of the main riff, but it's in this way. They're not doing it through the whole album. Same thing with like the pick scrapes. They'll do some pick scrapes in a couple sections. And again, like I said, the tasteful use of the sub bass, it's not overly done. Dude, the, the video, the pro professionally done video for engulfed for that song you're just talking about that, that is an insane video, dude. That is so fucking insane. You've watched that obviously, right? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, you're out of your mind. I sent it to Jim too. And he texts me back. He goes, what? A, that video is intense. I go, I know, right? And we got in this whole like, because I was turning him on to judiciary. Then he sent me a bunch of like his like fucking super fucking technical speed metal or no, death metal bands, you know, out there kind of stuff. It, one of them was really good though, but that's getting yeah, beside the point. But that video is fucking nuts, dude. It's so good. It's like one of those videos, one of those rare videos where I watched it and went, what the fuck? I, I rewound it, had to watch it again and then again because I was just like, that was insanely good. And, and it fits perfectly. There's something about that video. It's it's like a video game or something. I don't know what it is. It, it must be something from a video game but because it's all like this animation, but it looks real. It's like realistic. You know that real engine animation yeah, for yeah. video games now? It looks kind of like that, but it's so brutal, dude, and disgusting. I'm just like, wow, that's a great video, dude. I can't believe you haven't watched it. I'm incensed. I sent it to you. Yeah, I read everything you send me. Yeah, right. So uh, let's talk about some ratings here because I want to talk about our next topic. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first or what, what do you think? This album sucks, dude. I'm giving it a five. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, I give it an 8.75. Okay. We feel about the same about it. I think it's pretty darn good. I mean, I'm not surprised you like it. And I, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you figured I would like it as well. Um, nah, I wasn't sure actually. Really? Why do you say that? Because a couple of songs are a little bit on the. There's a couple melodies and two of the songs in particular that harken back to kind of like the mid 2000s sort of new agey kind of like you know. The, yeah. Like there's one it. song in particular, and I'm like, oh, Dan's gonna hate this fucking song as soon as I heard it. It's not a bad song, but and then uh, the third song. It's weird. I like the song. Not the third song. Um. Paradigm Piercer. That it's a good yeah. song, but they repeat the chorus way too many times. Yeah, I way concur 100 about that one. That's probably that might be my least favorite song, even though it's like a pretty good song. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's, it's like are they kind of going for a radio sound here? I don't really, but it's a good song though. I like it. I mean, I could see why a radio would play it, but but the fact that they kind of do the chorus, you know, you usually separate the chorus with a verse and then maybe a bridge and this and that, but they kind of do the chorus like they double up on the chorus a couple times in that song. And it just felt like too much, even though it's only, what, a three-minute song? I love two-and-a-half, three-minute songs, by the way. It's fucking awesome. Everyone should do that. Well, sometimes you just have to go with it. Yeah, man, rock and roll. And with that being said, I'm going to give it an 8.7. Oh, about like the same. It. Yeah. Really? Nice. I mean, I'll listen to this again. I listened to it Fuck yeah. quite a bit over the last two weeks. I know last week we were supposed to review it. I asked you, let's defer, because I was just getting into the music for the concert I was going to and every single band I wanted to see. So I was just trying to get fired up for it and scan some of that stuff through the week. So, But I've been listening to this as well. You were boning up on Skeleton Witch, or not Skeleton Witch, <laughs> Skeletal Remains. Ooh, Freudian slip there. You know what I was doing, actually? Huh? I had all the, all the, uh, just on shuffle. Like, okay, I'm going to, I got to drive to the grocery store today. I'm listening to Crypta on Shuffle. 
I'm going oh, to. Oh, okay. I see. We're, yeah, so I wasn't like listening to particular albums. I was just trying to like amongst scattered through my week, but there were four bands I wanted to see. So it's a, a lot of music yeah. <laughs> to sprinkle in there. So quite, quite a bit. I didn't quite have it in me to listen to, you know, commit to another album. So that was good that we did it this week, but I liked it. This is pretty good. Yeah, me too. So that we were talking about Judiciary, uh, Flesh Plus Blood came out on March 10th, 31 minutes from Texas. Good band, good album. Um, still kind of prefer Surface Noise. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to it. Otherwise, what's wrong with you? Seriously. Let's get to the next topic, shall we? So when someone says to you the word giant, we're going to talk about giants today. Not the baseball team, but... The football, the fo- the football team. Right. <laughs> so when someone says the word giant, when you think of a giant, what's the image that comes to mind? Like uh, Lawrence Lawrence Taylor. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> wrong okay. episode. Okay, sorry. Um, the image in Nephilim from the Bible. Okay, and so would would you think that uh, that's because that's one of the most common type of things that you like like saw because to me the image that comes to me is more like the classical like giant from jack and the beanstalk oh okay i see uh my dad was a reverend born in new guinea you know all that shit heard about it that was the first exposure to what would be a giant i guess for me so first giants for me were nephilim but i could see jack and the beanstalk too yeah i guess to me that was more about jack not the giant you know yeah oh uh, yeah but I think to me, I just envisioned him like a medieval kind of guy, you know, like sort of when that story takes place. And so that's just what I envisioned versus Paul. like uh Paul Bunyan. Never even occurred to me. Paul Bunyan was totally a giant. How tall was Paul Bunyan supposed to be? Fucking huge. How tall was Paul Bunyan? Let's find out. Because I think that is actually based on a real guy, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I but he wasn't so no he wasn't feet or something like that you know? no but but in the myth in the story paul bunyan he's like 50 feet tall or something dude i believe but i think it was based on a railroad worker right wasn't it i have no idea maybe we should do an episode on paul bunyan Paul Bunyan is a giant lumberjack and folk hero in america and canadian folklore his exploits revolve around the tall tales of his superhuman labors and he is customarily accompanied by babe the blue ox I don't remember that. Do you? Not at all. Okay. I guess it's more Canada, huh? Anyway. Okay. So the 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 term giant um is a like derives from Latin, which comes from gigantes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were old, I think initially kind of the first mentions of them were in Greek mythology. Shocking. <laughs> they had all kinds of crazy stuff in Greek mythology. It's where like everything comes from. Well, they're talking about oh yeah, I mean they're talking about the very beginning, and it's like the very beginning of what you could say is like modern, not modern civilization, but modern civilization in terms of written history and documentation. Do you agree? I agree. These people were big, according according to the Greek poet Hesiod, they were essentially like demigods. They were sons of the heaven and the earth, Gi and Uranus, and they fought the Greek gods for control of everything. Giants never existed, dude, right? Well, who knows? What do you think? 
I, I think it's myth. I think it's stories, different stories, right? I mean, you could see, you could see why there would be like this guy Paul Bunyan, right? Okay, if he was based off of some big, big ass strong dude, yeah, and his just... reputation precedes him. Yeah, of course you're going to have these things, but but I don't think people really, we don't anyways, believe that Zeus existed, right? This is these are stories that people use to explain things, right? Yeah, no, I don't. I think I think Paul Bunyan was they just built it up. It just became a myth of, you know, just some writer in the 1800s wrote some story in the early 20th century about this, you know, it was a promotional thing about Paul Bunyan, whatever. And it's just, it's all about myths. Same within the Bible. Yeah. Some people are saying, you know, oh, Nephilim are real. Some people actually take that shit word for word, but no, it's, these are just myths that are, they're um, tales, you know, just uh, not allegory. What do you call it? It's a, it's like a, a it's a myth. It's, a myth. it's like Greek myth. It's folklore. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Folklore. Fun stories. I mean, they they had the, the concept of giants exists, you know, across many cultures and across time. The Norse mythology yeah. had giants. You know, you have, like you said, in the Bible, I mean, the Nephilim, I think, are what a lot of people know about, even if they didn't know the name. Right? People think of or the story of like David and Goliath and those types of things. So, I mean, that that's all in there. And the word Nephilim, you hear, right? You have people different podcasts and different things talking about odd, strange things. Maybe that there were structures that were built by giant people, different things like that. And okay. the Nephilim do come up. How big are we talking about when you talk about giants? Because I'm talking about actual giants. But yeah. Pe- people like people have existed. Um, the, the height of the, of a, the giant, the tallest giant ever found was fucking 11 feet, dude. Yeah. That's a giant. That's a big dude. According to the book of Enoch, I mean, because you mentioned the Nephilim. So we'll talk about that. I mean, for real. This is fact, 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 though. I'm talking about fact. The biggest bones ever found of a humanoid. Oh, I was, was going to get feet later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Later. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, I mean, according to the book of Enoch, right? Yeah. We're saying that's it's lore. Uh, they were, quote, great giants whose height was 300 cubits, a cubit being 18 inches. So this is make would make them 450 feet tall or 140 meters tall. That's huge. I don't remember the Nephilim being that big. That's what I read. Now again, I'm looking things up on the internet to talk about it on the how, internet. How, but... how big? How big again? How tall? 140. 450 feet. 150 feet. Yeah, according to the Book of Enoch, chapter one. How many stories tall of a building is that, dude? 45 or isn't it like a story like 10 feet something like that something like that that's insane that's oh huge. well if you think of you but you would be if you were enough to fight zeus well and if you think of david versus the goliath i guess the goliath was pretty fucking maybe not 450 feet tall but it was pretty fucking big i think that gets into maybe like that 15 foot range or 11 feet like you're talking about right yeah 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 exactly. and that seems like more reasonable i guess than 450 you hear the same thing, unsurprising, in the Quran. Yep. They refer to the people of Aid. And uh, they have a whole thing there, which they essentially reference the, what people interpret as also the Nephilim. Um, they say, though, in the Quran that the people of Aid are said to be giants, the tallest among them 100 feet or 30 meters tall. So that's much different than 450. The 450 just seems outlandish. No, so do a hundred feet. So does twenty. <laughs> so does twenty-five feet, dude. 
25 foot tall person just sounds ridiculous. But the largest human skeleton supposedly ever found was 25 and a half feet long, dude. A width of 10 feet from the left to the right shoulder and a depth of five feet when measured from the back to the breastbone. That sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? though? Well, it's interesting you start bringing that up because um, people, I mean, you definitely have to look to the archaeological discoveries to suggest what would be there, even if it wasn't. If you're looking for A, but you only see B, sometimes you have to try to extrapolate or look for the things that support A or would suggest A, right? Now, over the last 200 years in North America alone, there have been over a thousand skeletons that have been reported to be unearthed from ancient burial sites. Mm -hmm. And you see mentions of this in newspapers, town history, journals, diaries, pictures of stuff sometimes. Yep. And the Smithsonian has supposedly received dozens and dozens of these artifacts. I don't know if the artifacts is the right term, but I'll just say, you know, these objects, these discoveries, they found them all over the like coast to coast, all over North America. The story of them also exists in Native Americans, indigenous people to North America, um, across the various tribes throughout the whole continent. And what's interesting is that despite there being supposedly dozens of these things given to Smithsonian, nothing's on display, you know, and some claims are that they've had to take them off of display because of um, what's called the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act. Okay. So that they're not allowed to display some of these things for whatever reason. But from what I read, Smithsonian scientists have identified at least 17 skeletons that were over seven feet. There's one example that's eight feet with a skull of 36 inch circumference. And that was discovered from Illinois in Illinois. And that was in a report of 1873. The average human skull is 20 inches in circumference. So 20 versus 36. Huge. That's huge. And that's probably reputable. Uh, probably. The 25-foot the one, I, the, um, archaeologists think that that may actually have been one of Hannibal's elephants and not a human set of uh, bones. So that kind of throws that one off. 25 feet seems like wouldn't be sustainable with the gravity on Earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, unless you're like literally having like bone, like oak trees for legs kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you'd have sure. to have bones that were were huge. Yeah. Exactly. But it just seems like maybe not so much. But then who knows, man, this could have been something that was, you know, a million years ago and there's nothing left now. And maybe the, let's say the gravity was different a thousand years from now. Because right? it could be a billion years. Who knows, right? We've talked about that idea that things happen, or maybe they were from a different planet and then came here. Now, the one that for me that is truly kind of unexplainable and seems to be fact are the Seteka um, people from the Southwest here in the United States. The ones that they found the bones, the redheaded giants, they found the bones. Yeah. That to me seems like that was actually real because the Indians folklore, their folklore was that they were always in battle with these redheaded giants and they happened to catch them in the cave. They, they were fighting them and they, they caught them in a cave or something and then lit a fire at the mouth of the cave and burned them all alive, or, you know, smoke inhalation or something, but killed like hundreds of them. 
And the bones were actually found in a cave full of guano in Nevada, I think, or maybe Arizona. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually have the skulls of a few of those things um, up in like Santa Barbara, somewhere in Northern California in a museum, but they keep them in the back, like in a case. You can actually go see them, though. If you ask for, to go see them, they'll let you see them, but they don't display them, which is weird. And they're there, though. That's really strange that they don't like promote it or talk about it. It's just kind of, yeah, you can see it. They're not hiding it, but they don't they don't really show it. They don't talk about it, whatever. So it's actually happened, though. They're actually, that was actually folklore or myth that was fact because these guys found it searching for guano. That's amazing. And that seems like kind of like, yeah, like legitimate. Yeah, it's legitimate. And they were 12 feet tall, dude. That's weird. Yeah, I, you know, there is, there's been mention of, of that, like in in recent times too. I mean, you've heard of the, the, and Kandahar, like the, I guess, you know, just like we're seeing now with right. a lot of the, like the flying objects in, you know, the U Ukraine and different areas like that, where there's combat going on. They, they've seen some other things besides that, you know, the people that were there in combat in Afghanistan, at least from what I've read. Have you heard about that? I totally, I was, I actually, in the last month or so, I've watched a few shows about that because I was researching it like crazy. Um, just, just interested me about, yeah, they sent out a patrol looking for a previous patrol that kind of went missing, vanished in Afghanistan. American soldiers, right? And they went out looking yes, for correct. these soldiers. Yeah, and they went out looking for these soldiers. And this fucking huge thing busted out of this cave. And this thing would it, like ate all of the, the other group of soldiers out on patrol. And it had like a huge spear, and like it was it was enormous. He killed and one of the guy, one of the one of the guys speared with the spear. him. Yeah. Speared him, yeah. And then the, everyone, all the other soldiers opened fire on his ass and killed him. He wasn't supernatural, he was flesh and blood, apparently. And they killed him. And the, the person who wrote about it said that there was near like one of those big cargo planes and they're bringing out big you know pallets of stuff to take back to the states or whatever and on one of the pallets was this huge like in a fetal position giant on these huge pallets yeah, crazy and like with a with a blanket over it and you know roped down and he got a look at it and was like what the fuck is this and they're just like get the fuck away whatever and so that's where that story came from was someone supposedly saw that thing tied up on a pallet being shipped to the states but yeah, according to um, you know the government and everything, it's all bullshit. So, so what would be the reason to hide that? Let's just say if there if it was bullshit, why? I don't know. That's for me. The reason I would hide it is it's confusing. Like it doesn't. Well, it's confusing. The thing was supposed to be like twenty feet tall or something. Uh, I think like it was thirteen. Oh, I think it was okay. thirteen feet That's... tall. Still pretty fucking big, too. That was said to be responsible for an entire patrol going missing. Yeah. Stood 13 feet tall. It had flaming red hair, six fingers on each hand, and two rows of teeth. Scary. Yeah. Now, I I did read in other places that that the uh, multi, multiple rows of teeth is something that has been, you know, not reported, but alleged <laughs> in these other myths as well. Dude, that's not a that's not a shock. I'm not a giant, but I was born with that. I had so many teeth pulled when I was a kid because I had multiple roots. Dude, I'd have like shark teeth if I didn't have that taken care of when I was a kid. So that doesn't really surprise me. Six fingers though and six toes, that's a little weird. And 13 feet tall. Yeah. 
Yeah, I only have six toes on one foot. You know, it's not like all four of my limbs. Never mind, forget it. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I think it's all bullshit though. I think it's just some story that one of these one of these guys told in a bar when they were drinking with the friends, made it up, you know, and then it spread. That's what I think that is, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, you never know. On one hand, yeah, I mean, you, you could say, you know, someone 400 feet tall, 100 feet tall, that sounds outlandish, even though 13 feet sounds outlandish, so does, you know, 11, but yet there you're having that, right? So, well, and because of this part of the world that this was found or supposedly seen, it's referred to as a biblical cryptid. Okay. That's kind of, I thought that was kind of strange. A biblical cryptid. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I, I saw also in reference to giants as I was doing some reading and things that yeah, they referred to them as a cryptid, which I guess you could see. But then if you're, if they're claiming, you know, a 13 foot redheaded guy and they're, they've got, you know, legitimate large 11 foot tall skeletons or whatever, then maybe he was just a tall, tall dude. Yeah, I guess. So that something much like the, I guess the idea of a God itself, the concept of a God, something like giants would just exist across time and place and culture just because it's almost like archetypal. I guess what's the, What's the point to having stories and myths about giants, though? Something that you have to overcome, you know, like the, you know, David and Goliath kind of thing, you know? I, I don't know. I guess that's probably why. I don't know. So would it be reasonable to say, according to you, in your opinion, I should say, that there were, there have been people that were 13, 15 feet? That seems kind of tall, but it's it appears that they did exist. I mean, just just that one, the Seti car or whatever from the southwest United States, just the fact that they existed to me is like, well, then it's possible it happened, right? So, I mean, they were, what, 11 feet or something? Which, But that's fucking tall, dude. That's huge. Yeah. You just think that this is all just essential. I mean, because to me, you hear it, it's like a lot of lore. Or they existed in... Greek myths, they exist in the myths of European, the Norse mythology, other Europeans, uh, North American indigenous people. It's just something. Vikings were pretty big. Yeah, um, well, hell yeah. Didn't they just find some, like, well, not just, but in the last 20 years, they found, like, a bunch of big bones in a gravesite in, like, Minnesota or something? And I don't know if that's ever been debunked. Like, 10 foot tall, 9 foot tall. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Let's see here. I mean, you could, as I was going through and researching, you'd find all kinds of examples with pictures. I mean, there's, sure. I'll just, I don't have to get into each one, but just to listen, you know, seven foot tall skeleton found in Serpent Mound, Ohio in 1890s. You have mm -hmm. a yep. seven foot two inch tall from West Virginia in 1959. You have uh, another seven and a half foot skeleton in Iowa, 1897. Um, in Missouri, in 1933, an eight foot skeleton. An eight foot, 1.5 inch skeleton in Ohio. And an 8.4, or eight, eight foot, four inch mummy. Ooh, the San Diego Giant. I'm just reading through this list. The San Diego Giant, 1895. Since we're from yeah, recording I mean, from San Diego, let's read here. Yes. Okay. 
This fascinating discovery reports on a giant mummy found in San Diego. The first report appeared in 1895 with the subheading of nine feet high and probably a California Indian. Measure measurement well authenticated. Other big men and women of fact and fable who are famous types. If gigantism. That's the whole, that's a very succinct and clear byline. When accurately measured, however, it turned out to be that the skeleton was eight feet, four inches. But you could see a picture here and it's huge. Yeah, but that's not really, I mean, that falls within the range of humans, though. I mean, I, I yeah. think like eight feet and under, you know, just modern humans. How about nine foot? Nine foot, two inches on, on Catalina Island. Yeah, it's pretty fucking tall. I don't know. I've never known a nine foot dude. I mean, the tallest person who ever lived, the tallest person recorded to ever live was Robert Wadlow, right? Yeah, he, and he was like eight something, right? Eight foot 11, dude. He was almost nine feet tall. That's huge. But that was because he had gigantism, right? Didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did. Where you just keep growing and growing. It's really sad, actually. Yeah, it, it sounds painful, you know? And he was, uh, God, he was pretty young when he, I think he was only 22 or something when he died. Because your body just can't take growing forever, you know? God, what a horrible disease. That, that... Here's, here's another one. Beaver Lake, the Ozark Caves in Arkansas, 1913. is a nearly 10-foot skeleton. Found in a cave. Where was that? In Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas. Oh, fake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Lone Pock Rancho, California, 1819, a 12-foot skeleton. Are those confirmed? Like they're actual bones of people? Not These are just reports. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean... Some of these things I've seen pictures. I'm not seeing a picture of a, the 12 foot skeleton in 1819. Right. The top one, though, on this list is in West Hickory, Pennsylvania, 1870. An 18 a highlight reporting an 18 foot skeleton. What? This origin. This report originally came from the Oil City Times in 1870, and it just described it. They didn't again no picture. I don't want to read the whole article, but it, they can find the text online. That's kind of interesting. So true giants, like let's say something over eight, nine feet tall. That's pretty fucking tall, dude. Say someone over no, 10 feet tall. Let's just say 10 feet tall because there's some pretty freakishly tall basketball players out there. They're really not nice. 10 feet, but yeah, I get what you're not, saying. Not 10 feet. To, but to rule say, out just a tall say, person. Yeah. Do you think they actually were? Well, the city car actually did exist. They have the bones. That was 11 feet. So let's say over 11 feet tall, 12 feet tall. Let's just go with 12. That's a nice number. Did, did people ever exist like a society or a group, not just one outlier, someone with some sort of like pituitary gland or hyper, you know, thyroid sort of thing or whatever it is. Not that, but like a group of people, a society of actual people over a certain height, like say 12 feet. Do you think that ever existed on earth? I'm not a biologist or, a, you know, any, any expert in that way. That seems really, really tall anyways, but I don't think that they were 20, 25 feet tall. I don't see that. There's no, no, no roll doll no. BFG, you know? No, no. It's it's subject it's, it's a subjective question. Yeah. Right? Imagine being this, you know. Uh I could see how these legends would form. Imagine there are people that tall. Let's say, I mean, you have let's say even if they were eleven feet, like these bones that they have that were discovered in a cave, right? Just, if you're a yeah. if you're a you know, five foot two. Native American Indian 
tiny dude, a guy that's that's eleven feet tall is more than twice your. He's a, he's huge, a fucking giant. Even if you're six feet tall, eleven foot guy, that's that's almost your full height, higher than you. That's huge, a fucking giant. That's you're looking giant. up at him. You're looking up at him into the into the sun. Double yeah. your height or more. Yep, that's a giant. So you know, can you imagine how over the course of thousands of years and being told many times and guys drinking at bars and telling stories and this and that, whatever it is, it became hundred feet. I just fifty feet. <laughs> I just figured something out, dude. I need to find a three foot tall wife. <laughs> Insert groan here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end this, dude. It's yeah. kind of long here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's possible that there were people that were, you know, eleven feet, twelve feet. I mean, you can see evidence of that when you talk about the bones you mentioned and other things. So, if you imagine you're a, even a six foot dude. And there's someone that's almost double your height or double your height. That's a giant. So I'm like five eight or five nine, something like that. So yeah, someone who's double my height. That's insane, dude. I think I think they did. I think there have been people that tall, obviously, but I don't think there's been a whole group of people or society of people or like the whole planet was giants at one point or anything. You know, there's like health problems, this and that, whatever. Just chance mutations, whatever. And that's where these bones come from. You're going to find a 9, 10 foot, 11 foot tall set of bones now and then. But I don't think giants actually ever, quote unquote, existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, it's I think tend to feel the same way. Now, I don't know any limits, though. I mean, there could be other places where it's habitable as we would know it yet with, you know, less gravity. Yeah. And that something could be taller. I mean, you are limited, right? But then you have trees that are some of these trees are much larger and taller than all the other ones. Yeah, what's up with the redwoods? That's a really weird thing. Maybe we should do something on the redwoods because I was reading about them yesterday. But anyway, let's end it. All right. Well, uh, that was kind of a fun one. Thanks for listening, everyone.